Hi, 7 Mile Road. Sarah here. Just a quick disclaimer before this episode begins. There are a few spots in this episode where the audio gets a little wacky, and we apologize for that. There were some recording issues, and we just want to ask for your understanding as you listen this month. Thanks. Seven Mile Road. Happy March. This is Sarah here with Justin and Michael. And we just want to give you an update on what to expect uh, this month in March at Seven Mile Melrose. Contrary to any reports, Swim Shady, who is the Beta Family Frog, yes, that's is correct. not appearing on this podcast. Well, he doesn't talk. He would be a very poor podcast guest. But he does stand up. Um, so my pet frog aside, um, it's technically Judah's pet frog. So you can ask Judah about Swim Shady. Um, so we just want to give you an update and start with uh, our two main rhythms of church life. Uh, so what can we expect um, on Sundays in March? In March, we're continuing in the Gospel of Luke. Yep. That's nope. not gonna no be big surprise. surprises. That is not going to be a surprise. We are in the home stretch. On Luke, and uh, let's let's go for it. Uh, we are now in Jerusalem, in the Gospel of Luke, mm-hmm. and let's go. We're doing it. Although there is something real fun happening on March twelfth. So March twelfth is the morning after daylight savings time, which I think it's the last time, possibly uh, ever. Allegedly. Allegedly, I th- I think they're waiting for a few things to be signed into law and whatnot, but it might be the last time ever that we lose an hour of sleep for daylight savings. (laughs) So March 12th is daylight savings time, which at Seven Mile Road we might call... Daylight Donut Day. That's right. So the past few years we have loved having kind of that Sunday morning after you lose an hour of sleep. It's that much harder to get here, but come and enjoy breakfast together. So we will have some fresh Cane's donuts ready uh, for anyone who comes about an hour early um, and enjoy some donuts together. Lose an hour of sleep, gain a donut. Here we are. That's right. And our other main rhythm of life at Seven Mile Road is gospel communities. So in our gospel communities, we are aiming at um, cultivating communities of gospel fluency, knowing who Jesus is and how the gospel applies to all, all of life, and doing that together in really tight community, a relational intimacy. And we have currently nine GCs. Mm-hmm. Some of them are starting to get very full. And if you've been here on a Sunday morning in the last six months, you'll notice that there's more and more people joining the church, and it's very exciting. What that also means is that we are looking at multiplying our gospel communities, which involves us coming up in the late spring, training some new gospel community leads, and finding some new co-leads, and also taking some currently existing groups and multiplying them. And by that I mean dividing them in half and making one group into two groups. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just want everybody to be excited about that. I want everybody to see that that means that more people are going to get to join us on mission and that if you are interested and excited in becoming a co-lead for a group or even a lead, then reach out to me. My email is justin at sevenmileroad.org. <laughs> Just kidding. It's prevet at sevenmileroad.org. This is an exciting thing, a really exciting thing. One of our, um, 
one of our, our big phrases we use around here is that every Bostonian, Jesus gives us loved and gospeled well. And it's a very exciting season uh, where there's more folks that are here that Jesus is giving us to disciple and to walk alongside as we all grow in obedience to him, as we all grow in joy in, in the good news. And it's exciting that that means on Sundays, uh, there's more of us worshiping together. We have opportunities to serve one another by squishing in a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our gospel communities, um, we have the opportunity to multiply those and to invite more people in, uh, not just into the church. That's great. But into living together as the people of God on mission together. And that's what we're going for. And it's really, really exciting. So um, I'm hyped for what's going on with the gospel communities. So up next, I want to talk about our student ministry a little bit, and specifically what we have this Sunday, uh, March 5th, not directly for our students, but for our student ministry. Um, So what's happening on Sunday evening? Yeah, I love the way that you phrase that. It's not directly for students, but it's for student ministry, because our student ministry is posturing ourselves to come alongside parents. So we believe the scriptures clearly say that parents are the primary disciple makers. During the course of the year, we have four times where we get time just with parents and leaders. And our hope in that is that we would connect personally, um, be able to pray together for the individual students, connect small group leaders with parents so that they can share their hopes and frustrations and um, signs of growth that they're seeing, and that we would also be able to share resources with parents. Um, And so this is a time where students are invited not to come. (laughs) I.e. not invited. They are not invited. (laughs) Uh, But it's time just for parents to come so that we can connect with them, which is why we call it a parent connect night. Give them a meal and spend time together um, as a way for us to model that we want to disciple their students with them. So in a few weeks, we are having another connections breakfast. We've been trying to do these once every few months, um, and they are specifically built for people kind of new or new-ish. Yes, I made up that word. Um, so they are for people who are kind of newer to the life of Seven Mile Road. Um, Justin, why why are we having this connections breakfast? I mean, it is because we would love to give an opportunity for people to make connections here at the church. It's it's not uncommon for folks to, to, to be here the first time, two, three, and then say, we, we really like it here. How mm-hmm. can we connect with the church? And so we have a mm-hmm. connections breakfast, really cleverly titled. There you go. Um, to give handholds for what we're doing there, which is we're, we're providing space uh, to build relationships, um, not just one way, but both ways. So yep. we get to know people. Um, that are that are showing up, and um, they get to know us, and they get to know what Seven Mile Road is is about. So. Yeah, I was going to say it's also not uncommon for people to show up and have some questions, maybe yeah. because of previous church experience or lack of previous church experience. And this is a time to bring any question you have. Yes, it's a great time, and we we really uh, cherish that opportunity to get to know folks and connect with with you for. Um, the future and connect with next steps for what it looks like to, to, to walk with Jesus. So just to recap, that Connections Breakfast is March, March 19th. That's right, March 19th, and it's right before the service. So if our service is at 10, just come a little early. We'll start breakfast around 830. Um, we'd love to see you there.
Um, If you are a member at Seven Mile Road or heading towards membership, we have something for you on Wednesday, March 22nd. So at least two times a year, we try to gather as a family um, for a member forum. Justin, can you tell us um, what to expect at the member forum later this month? Yes. So this is our mid-year member forum, and we're going to have some time to recap, celebrate. There's a lot of stuff to celebrate this year. God's been really kind to us here at Seven Mile Road. So we're going to have a chance to celebrate what's been going on here in the life of the church over the last six months, as well as um, update on uh, our goals, the things that we said we were going for at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. So we'll be doing that, which is exciting. And then we'll have plenty of chances to pray in the midst of that. So it'll be a good time to connect. Yeah, it's really helpful to have the whole family on the same page. So try and make it there. We'd love to see you. And then the first day of April, um, which is a Saturday, not an April Fool's joke, we are going to have a work day. Um, So we've done this the past few years, and we are going to do some spring cleaning and just get some work projects done around the building to make um, this building a little better and work better for us. Um, So just put that on your calendar about a month away. We'd love to see you there. So over the first half of this year, we have been focusing in on one of our five distinctives or one of our values each month on this podcast. So we are doing this to remind those of us that have been at Seven Mile Road for a while, and we're also doing this to help those of us who haven't been here as long to get a feel for who Seven Mile Road is and what's important to us. So, so far, we have talked about our first two distinctives, which are gospel centrality and holiness and humility. Uh, If you miss those, you can just scroll back on your podcast app a few episodes and you can hear about both gospel centrality and holiness and humility. But this month, we are going to zero in on our third distinctive, which is orthodox theology. Um, Justin, will you explain what we mean by having orthodox theology as a value? Yes, Sarah. It's important for us to specify what we mean by orthodox theology. And as we do that, I think it's going to become apparent why it's important that we actually hold to that orthodox theology. So to be really clear, when we talk about orthodox theology, we are not talking about Eastern orthodoxy. That's not what we're talking about. What we are doing is locking in on this word orthodox, which means right opinion. Um, Orthodox contrast with heterodox, which means different thinking from what is accepted as right. And then the other important word there is theology, which means the study of God and our beliefs about him. So putting those words together, we get orthodox theology to mean right thinking about God and right thinking about what it means to follow him. Now, of course, that probably drives you to ask, what is right thinking about God? Yeah, that that is the next question. What exactly is right thinking? Uh, It seems like if someone believes, they would want to believe rightly, especially about something as important as believing in and the study of God. So how then do we establish what is right thinking? Well, here at Seven Mile Road, we stand in a long line of faithful believers and churches who believe that Scripture has to be the first and the final authority for all of our faith and practice. So everything we do in life, we want to be guided by scripture. Now this is because God has spoken in the person of Christ and on the pages of scripture. Um, and that's, we're convinced that our deepest joy intersects with our clearest understanding of what he has said to be true about who he is, what he's done and how he calls us to live. And you can hear that in a passage like Hebrews one, 
um, the first couple of verses there where, where the writer writes, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers. God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. So you can hear that there in those words. God has spoken to his people in the past through his prophets, but in these last days, he's done, through, done so through his son, through Jesus. So God has spoken through Jesus Christ, and he's given us his word to help us see and believe rightly. And here's the thing. If the God of the universe speaks, how could we not want to hear? And how could we not want to respond? And because of this, we long to be a church where everything we believe and preach and live flows from the passages of Scripture, that our life is actually a response to who God is and what He's done. We want everything, praying, singing, loving God and loving our neighbor, to emerge not just from ideas about what might be cool, but we want it to emerge from the Scriptures, from God's Word. We want our preaching to come from the words of Scripture. We want how we talk to one another in our in posture and in content to flow from the scriptures. All of this because his word is how God has chosen to reveal his son to us, his glory to us, his salvation. And this is how God has chosen to reveal his love. And it's how he tells us to live under his wisdom, care, and protection. We want everything we do to be shaped by the words of scripture. So you'll find us with our Bibles or our Bible apps um, Mm -hmm. open all of the time. Yeah, and Colossians, Paul tells us that the churches let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Yeah. Teaching, admonishing, singing. And so when you show up on a Sunday morning, we want our church to be a creature of the word. That like the first words we hear are God's words. That we confess our sins because God tells us to. And he declares what sin is and what righteousness is. And we hear God's grace to us in forgiveness and the gospel. And we take the sacraments because... Jesus tells us to, and the apostles tell us to in the scriptures. Our, our sermons are coming directly from explaining and applying the scriptures. The, even the songs that we sing, you'll look up there and you'll see the passages that the songs are based on. Right. Everything here flows from scripture. Our children are downstairs at that time during the sermon. And what are they doing? They're hearing God's word in age-appropriate ways. But it's way more than Sunday mornings. Uh, So we don't just want to do that on Sunday mornings. We want to do that in all of life. So, Michael, can you tell me what it looks like for us to have Orthodox theology in our gospel communities? Absolutely. So in our GCs, gospel communities, or as some people have called them. Goscoms. Goscoms. No one says that. No one should say that. Some some people say it. They do. Um, We're aiming to create a a culture (laughs) where we know God and we know one another, where we speak and remind to one another the truth of Christ in all areas of our life, what right thinking looks like in right acting. And for example, let's say somebody's complaining about their boss and, you know, her boss doesn't give her credit for good work. And, you know, this sister is looking for another job now. All right, so what we would be aiming at is that instead of good advice, we would be thinking about and applying the scriptures not what we think is right or what culture thinks is right, but what God says is right in this particular situation. So we might take our friend and sister to Colossians 3 and say that Paul tells us, whatever we do, we work heartily as for the Lord, not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. And so we would say, like, in our jobs, we're not working for the approval of our bosses. 
we have God's approval in Christ, and that's more approval than we're ever going to need. And that frees us up to honor our bosses, to work hard, knowing that our ultimate paycheck really comes from God, who owns all things and distributes all things as he sees fit for his glory and his mission. So we want to actually work hard for Jesus. So good. So that's an example of how the scriptures guide us in our thinking and in our conversation with the gospel community. I love that. Because as I said, we're not trying to invent anything new here. So I hope you don't, I hope you get that feel as you hear this. We're not trying to invent anything new, but we're working to be disciples of Jesus in our time and in our place, benefiting from a long stream or really a a big, huge river Hmm. of faithful disciples through the ages who have loved God and made his word the first and final authority for all of life. Yeah, so that's our third value, uh, orthodox theology. Um, And like Justin said, having scripture as the first and final authority in all our faith and practice. Um, So like we said, you can catch up and listen about our first two values, gospel centrality and holiness and humility on the last few monthly updates. Um, Just scroll back a few episodes on your podcast app. So thanks for listening. Um, I hope this gave you a helpful update about what to expect this month and a little more insight into kind of who we are at Seven Mile Road. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Love you guys. Bye.